happy Sunday, blessed Sunday to everybody out there. Um, last couple of days I haven't been on. I have to actually had to get my tooth extracted. That was not a pleasant experience. I am not one for pain, okay? My pain tolerance is very high. Um, and I'm sure that all of you at one point have had to get a tooth pulled or some other type of operation or surgery or whatever it is that went on in your mouth. I was brave enough when I went this past Friday. Had my sister there for support because Again, when it comes to dentist doctors, I don't like. Um, yes, I know that they're there to help alleviate the pain, make you better. But you know what? I would much rather have had my tooth saved. Now, it's in the back. Nobody can see it. I feel it, though, that it's not there. But it hurts. You know, they have me on antibiotics, which I don't like. I don't like taking any type of pills. They have bad side effects. Side effects are something I, I can't deal with. And this one I'm taking has a lot of major side effects. But I have to take it in order for my mouth to heal. So I just wanted to give all of you an update. Um, it's a little bit sore. Yesterday was even more sore. It was puffy. The swelling is slowly going down. And you know what? I find that the kindness of people helps when you're not feeling well. Last night, perfect example, my next door neighbor came ringing on the doorbell, wanted to know how I was feeling. She goes, I haven't seen you in a long time. What's going on? Are you okay? I said, I'm just recovering from getting my tooth pulled. And she offered to bring food from next door. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. But thank you. And she goes, oh, I was worried about you because I didn't see you. And see, this is what we're talking about, the kindness, the kindness of strangers not even strangers your neighbors everybody should check up on their neighbors to see how they're doing because it's very important but I'm talking about kindness in general the type of person that you are are you kind towards other people are you compassionate are you giving do you give back it's important it's important because number one with the way the world is going on right now, in terms of this war that's going on in Russia, everybody's being affected. Everybody all over the world, not just overseas, over here in the United States. The gas prices. Yesterday and the day before I was driving, I saw the gas prices at certain gas stations climb over a certain number. I'm like, my God. I want to know something. I don't want to aggravate or hurt anybody out there but why do we have to have wars why does a country attack another country but then the end result is everybody gets affected by it and i feel bad for the people over in one country loss of life is terrible they're trying to leave their native homeland which i would think that you know if you love your country so much, you would stay to protect it, to defend it. But it, when it's that bad, you can't. So you have no other choice but to flee. Half the times, they won't even let their own people out. And you think to yourself, why is it? Why are they being held prisoner in their own home, in their, in, in their native land? Why? Why do we have to have wars? My father fought in the Korean War. And I asked him, what was it like? And he goes, well, I lost a lot of my fellow soldiers 
But see, my father survived it. Now, he could have easily been killed by the enemy, and he wasn't. He survived it. But not many of his friends even made it. Not many of his friends made it out. Some of them were severely injured and, and died, and others just were shot at and killed. And that was one of the worst wars ever. And you think to yourself, what do we need to do? Why can't countries get along with one another? Why is it that whenever there's a situation at hand, the thing that you need to resort to is war? Why? I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, and in my head, I'm thinking, isn't there a better solution than to attack another country? Attack a group of people? Why is it that? I'm just trying to understand that. I would think we can all get together and be united against one, but even if we get involved, it would hurt this part of the world and every other part of the world. So let the countries fight amongst each other. But then you feel about the people. What if you have relatives and friends living in that area? You would have want to do as much as you can to help. Now, here in this part of the world where I live, well, not specifically here, but in New Jersey as a whole, they're helping out the people over there with good reason. They're providing them food and whatever else that's needed so that they could make it another day. Because over there, a lot of things are going on. Electricity, no electricity. Food scarce. Food is very scarce there. So many things that are going on in that area, and you think, my God, what is this world coming to? I don't understand it. I'm trying to make sense of it, and I don't understand it at all. And you ask yourself these questions Is it necessary? Is it necessary to have a war? And you know what the consequences are going to be? Again, everybody's getting affected by it. Everybody. Gas prices are extremely high. You go to one part of the United States, I think it was in California, their gas prices are nearing $6. Here it's $4. Now, a lot of people have to get to work, though. So they're not going to stop driving or use another form of transportation. Yeah, they could do the Uber, but that, that's a little crazy when you need to drive a certain amount of mileage to your job. When you have families to feed and, and bills to pay, you're not going to stop driving. Unless, of course, you work in the city and use mass transportation. That's one thing. But I was so surprised at the gas station. Now, I'm lucky enough that I have gas in my car and I'm trying to conserve it by not going anywhere. If I have to, I go to the store, I have an appointment, whatever. Or in my case, if I once, you know, go on a job interview and I have to travel, yeah. But still, a lot of people are being pushed into buying electric vehicles. I don't like electric vehicles. Number one, yeah, you can get a tax write-off if you have an electric vehicle, but you have to understand something. They have to be charged. And if you don't have a charger in your own home that you could set up, you have to drive and find a place, a charging station, to charge your car up. And it's not cheap by any means, but this president that's running this part of the world thinks that, oh, by a certain year, everybody should resort to getting an electric vehicle. They're not affordable. They're not. I've seen people driving around in Teslas, and I just don't have, I don't see what the appeal is of a Tesla. They have a lot of tweaks, a lot of, of, of issues. There's not many people, first of all, I don't even like the shape of the Tesla. I think the shape is kind of bland. Okay, number one. Number two, 
they have that car that has a self-driving feature. Now granted, cars don't drive by themselves yet. And if they did, would you want to be in a car that drives by itself? That does the driving for you? See, I don't know if I'd want that. To be honest with you. What if I'm in a hurry to get someplace, but the car is going at a certain speed now? It says, oh, uh, it, it'll save your life, and it'll be fewer accidents. There was already an accident where the guy decided, hey, I'm going to put my car in self-driverless mode, and ended up crashing. Well, you tell me. Was that smart? No. Nowadays, you think to yourself, what is this world coming to? Everything is done for us. And I used to live back in a simpler time when I was growing up. Life was different. And I sometimes wish we could go back to a simpler life where there's not so much technology. I think that having, and I touched upon this too, too much, too much technology is not good. There's too much, some of it's good, some of it's not good. When you think about social media, again, social media, I try to avoid as much as possible because again, everybody is at a war with one another on social media. God forbid, if you put your opinion out there, you get attacked. It's like, oh my God. More so on Twitter. Now, I avoid Twitter altogether and Facebook. I'm not really on there. If I'm on there, it's just to kind of browse around, you know. Uh, Instagram I like, but at the same time, you got to be wary of Instagram. And YouTube, well, I wouldn't even consider YouTube as a platform. More of a video platform so you can come out. Now, part of me on LinkedIn, which again, I've put up some posts, but I don't want to be challenged on the posts that I put up. I don't like that. I mean, it's bad enough. Yes, I have my views of religion. I don't want to include stuff like politics or anything like that because, again, not interested in politics by any means. But I think to myself, yeah, what is going on in this world? All the craziness that's going on. Now, we have our beliefs here as a society, as a whole, as a country. Everyone used to say, oh, if you were president of the United United States or if you were just president in a continent, what would you do differently that other presidents have failed to do? Well, let's see. If we're all together living as we are in this world, people should have the voice. People should have a voice and a say in everything that goes on. Health care, jobs, justice, uh, uh, anything that's um, a racial front. Uh, um, There's just so much, so many different topics. The environment, um, everything and anything should be directed towards the people. The people have a voice because the people live in certain areas, right? So in any area you go, in any continent, you think to yourself, I could do better than this person. Let's see what the people want. Because again, you give the country or as a whole, wherever you are, wherever you're living in the world, give it back to them. You think about the presidents that are in, that are in power now. Some of them are not doing a very good job. Some of them, their their ideas are twisted. You know, you know when when you when you go to a voting booth and you want to elect who you think would be the best person for the job. They all come up with these false claims. I promise I will do this. I promise I will do that. Then when they're in office, they get nominated, they win the election. Then all of a sudden it becomes this big deal. Now everything that you said you were going to do before you got nominated 
you, you haven't even come up with your promises yet. I'm looking at now the president of this country. I'm sorry. A lot of things could have been improved. He claims I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, but in the opposite, he's turning it around now, and it's like, we're in danger. What has he done? See, I don't, I don't, I avoid politics altogether. I don't want to get into it with anybody because I don't want my opinion to be challenged by someone. Same thing with my religious beliefs. Now, in the terms of my religious beliefs, how I was brought up may not be the same as all of you out there. Everybody's religious beliefs are their own. But when you start challenging someone on LinkedIn, that's, then it becomes this big battle. Now, when it comes to God, and I'm going to be very honest with all of you, in the beginning, in the beginning, when my father passed away, I prayed to God for a miracle. I prayed to him, please make my father better. His life is still, you know, he's still very young. He's only 60, 63 at the time when he passed. He had plans. He had dreams of doing different things in his lifetime. He never got a chance to do them. And I prayed to God. I said, please make him better. Get, get this cancer out of his body because he was very weak. And he wanted to give up, though. That's the thing. He didn't even try to plead with God. You know, some people, when they're sick, they make a bargain. They bargain with God. Oh, please, if you make me better, I will do this or I will do And you have to, when you make a bargain with God, you have to keep your promise. You have to keep your word. If you say, I'm going to do good for all of society, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help out as many people as I can. And if you don't follow up with that, you're made to look out to be a liar. And then God's going to be like, wait a minute, I gave you that chance at a second life and you still haven't proven to me what you can or what you said you were going to do. Think about what you're going to say when you're bargaining with the man upstairs. People pray to God for many different reasons. Someone is sick. Someone got into a bad accident. If they're hard down on their times when they can't find a job and they're having a hard time taking care of their families and putting food on the table. So ask yourself this question. When you pray to God and you bargain with him, whatever you tell him, if, he's, if, he, if, if he is listening, and I know he is, God listens to all of us because he has a big job taking care of all these people. We're his children. We are God's children. If you... And I'm, I know a lot of people saying, when did you become religious? I didn't become religious right away. I did go to church. My mother was alive. We went to church. We went to church almost every other Sunday and sometimes during the holidays. Now, my father, again, when he was alive, he wasn't, he wasn't religious, but he did go, you know. But again, when you work two jobs and you only have that one day to rest, there's your reason why, you know. And he really worked his hardest to give us the good life that we that we had. And I'm not talking about when I say good life, I'm not talking about rich. No, no, don't 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 misunderstand me. That's not what I'm talking about. A better life again than how he grew up. In his circumstances, I look at the the life. I, I wish I can go back to that time period just to see what it was all about. Put myself in their shoes. Can I? 
can I or would I make the same decisions, the same choices that they made when they were trying to survive as a family, as a family unit? The family unit, I think, is disappearing. I remember during the pandemic two years ago, again, people couldn't stand being in the house with each other. And I said to myself, why? I was alone and I was climbing the walls and I couldn't figure out why. Everybody had someone that they could talk to, someone that they could fall back on, someone that they could get through with this. I didn't. I was by myself and literally climbing the walls. I said, I can't do this. I wish I had somebody I could talk to, somebody that I can really have a conversation with, you know, one-on-one convo, as they call it. But again, I got through it. It was worse for me because when you're alone and you've got nobody in the house but you and an animal, well, you really can't talk with an animal. They're not going to understand what's going on. They don't know what's going on. They're animals, right? But people, they couldn't even stand to be with each other. They were constantly fighting, and especially when you have children. When you have children, what kind of, an, what kind of a message are you sending them? That we can't get along? Children will copy off of what grown-ups do. you got to be careful what you say or do around children because again children will follow what a grown-up does is it fair to them no you have to teach your children right from wrong that's what you need to do you have to teach your children right from wrong you have to teach them with a good set of values a good set of an upbringing and everything that's what you need to do because you got to ask yourself this question. What's important? If you have children, you have to bring them up. You have to bring them up. You have to bring them up. The way I was brought up with my mother and father taught me good and bad. How to be compassionate towards other people. How to give to others. That's the key word right there. How to give to others. How to appreciate The people that are in your life. If you keep knocking on people, attacking them, defaming them, deshaming them, calling them names. I mean, come on now. Enough with that. We're people with feelings. And you stop and trample on someone's feelings. That's the worst thing that you could do. So ask yourself this question. What is important to you? Ask yourself this question. Day in and day out, I actually have to ask this question for myself. You know what I say? We have one life to live, correct? We have one life to live. We have to make the best of it. We have to. The life that we're living now, again, there is hope around the corner. There is a, what is it, the... uh, a light at the end of the tunnel coming out from a pandemic to an endemic. I actually read about that. Pandemic to an endemic. Now, does that mean that this virus that was going around, this coronavirus, is fully gone? It probably will never be gone. But you know what? Now that people are vaccinated and they're taking precautions, I really believe we're going to come out of it and come back to a normal sense of life. But now we're talking about a war that's going on in another part of the world, and it's affecting everybody here, not just international. It's affecting people here. And why? Children are going to ask these questions of their parents, of a grown-up. Why do we have to have wars? I want to know the answer to myself. Why can't we 
as international and here in the United States stand together to fight against the enemy. But then you think if we do that and they come after us, it's just going to be what? World War III? They've got nuclear weapons. We've got nuclear weapons. I wouldn't want to think about going to those extreme. Then the world would be on chaos. We'd be like on edge over here. What's going to happen next? Why does there have to be all this fighting? Trying to understand that. I've, I've actually in school, but I've also, again, learned it from my parents when they lived through the Great Depression. My father fought in the Korean War again, and that war was very, very bad. He came out of it. But the people that his so-called, you know, comrades, soldier, fellow soldiermen, died for the, for the country. Died. My picture, my, my, father, my father showed me pictures of um, him and all, and all the people that he lost. And then one actually had uh, his leg blown off. I was like, my God. And even then in the in the early 90s with the Persian Gulf War, I never understood that. I actually went to work with someone in one of my jobs. I said, oh yeah, I fought in that war. All he could talk about, and this is what he showed me, which bothered me. He said, oh, I had to kill innocent men, women, and children. Why? Why do I need to know this? Because I had to do what I had to do. I don't understand it. I really don't. But I cannot wrap my head around that. War. Just the word itself puts people on edge. We're at war. And this war is going to continue on and on until there's no resolution. There's got to be a resolution of some sort, some kind of a, an understanding. But you know what? You got someone who is, and I'm not going to even mention the person's name, but you'll know who I'm talking about, who is the head of Russia. It's very tyrannical, a tyrant. To think that he could put his own people through that type of hell and at the same time attack a neighboring country and all these people are suffering and why? Humans, humans are precious human beings. Are Being a human in this day and age is more difficult than anything. We as a society, we as a country, as a continent, as whatever you want to call it, need to stand together to fight them. We need to do that. But a lot of people are on opposing sides to it. Now, yeah, we're going to cut off not having, you know, make any type of purchases, cut off all these companies. Already now in this part of the world over here, they're banning one gas station. Nobody's going there, and people who run the gas station are losing business and losing customers. And for what? Is that right? It's bad enough the gas prices are high. You really can't travel much. You would want to conserve the gas that you do have in your vehicle, but at the same time, you think, what's going on here? So I'm asking all of you, what would you do in a crisis like that? Ask yourself this question. What is more important, human lives or power? Because that's what it seems like. Oh, the power is important. Tyrannical tyranny. It's just terrible. Terrible, okay? Sorry I'm getting off on this subject, but again, I have my personal beliefs in that. I think that if... 
I, w- I sometimes wish wars could be annihilated altogether. Let's not have a war. Let's try to come to some type of agreement. And don't get people involved. When you get another country involved in another country's business, then they retaliate and attack you. Think back to 9-11. That was a, a horrible time. Horrible time. A lot of lives were lost. Innocent people's lives were lost. Many millions of people. And I remember going to that part, to the, to the World Trade Center, before that happened. I think, oh, it would be nice to work here. Because, you know, there were so many different companies. It was very diversified. There were people from all over the world who worked there. From all over. And it would have been nice. I actually went and saw the view at nighttime when my cousins came down. The first time he came to America, we went to New York City. We went to the top of the World Trade Center, windows of the world. And it was nice. You could see all of New York City beautifully lit up. Who knew that many years when we got into the 21st century, this would happen? Now think about that. What was the purpose of that? Then you say to yourself, are we ever going to be safe? That's the key question. Are we ever going to have a normal life? Look at all the generations, the future generations that are going to be shaping the world and leading the world and doing all of this. So I'm going to cut this short because I really don't want to get anybody's uh, anybody's emotions on high here. But again, my hearts and condolences go out to all the people out there. My prayers to the people who are in that part of the world that are suffering. Um, we we again have to stand together. We have to stand together as a whole. United we stand, divided we fall. That's basically what it comes down to. United we stand, divided we fall. God bless all of you. Have a blessed Sunday, great week ahead. Take care.